every single one of you guys. My movement in my church today while I preach is restricted. And my, um, the, 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 the guys who are handling the cameras are the most happy right now because they don't have to run with me panning those cameras. They just have to. It's, it's, their job is easy today. And for me personally, I hate to be you know, in a place where I'm stuck. I can't move around much. My mobility is, you know, limited today. But still, I believe the presence of God that is the same everywhere is helping each one of you guys. So today, as the pastor of Zion Church, I just want to let you know that I am privileged to pastor this wonderful group. I am privileged to pastor. Both Anisha and I, we think about Zion Church and we're like, well, how did we get so lucky? How did we get so lucky to be part of this amazing church? And I totally believe it is just God's will and God's provisions, God's open doors that I get to do life and ministry with some young, talented, anointed leaders. And it's not just the young ones. Of course, we do have the old ones too. But I want to include them into the young group of ours. Shout out to all our elders and uh, pastors from Zion Church. You guys are amazing. And thank you so much for all you do for the body of Christ. Today we had to change our setting a bit uh, because of some issues. And uh, we are here. But we are glad that you are with us as we celebrate the good news of our Savior today. How many of you are happy this morning? I mean, are you happy being home? You know, I mean, for me personally, I'm happy that I get to do life together on a Sunday morning. I get to see my team. I get to see everybody. And, you know, after I finish my service, I go back home and I check our stream, our live stream. And I get to see all the various kinds of people from around the world, you know, that has joined us for this stream. Last week, a Telugu brother reached out and he said, Pastor, you know, I don't know what you spoke because he doesn't understand English, don't understand Malayalam. But this guy, he was with us for the service and he said, you know, I was loving the atmosphere. I was loving the entire experience that you guys and the energy that you guys are carrying. I'm thankful for people around the world that is joining in, tuning in. And if there's anybody else, anybody else, you know, you feel like, you know, they will be blessed by today's service. Um, I'm going to ask you to share this stream, start a watch party, invite them. You know, you can invite them on social media, right? Just tag them on our comment section or send them a messenger, uh, uh, you know, a link of our service today. So let them all be part of this one global family. And I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for all you're doing. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. And I love you from the bottom of my heart. Love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Last week, we started, last week, I mean, I just want to also let you know that last Friday, we had a very good uh, theological conversations on our social media platform. We had some uh, well-noted, anointed theologians from around the world, uh, from India, uh, and and, 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 and U.S. who joined us on that panel to discuss about some things and it's a collection of talks that we have. It's still there on our social media outlets. Go back and check um, and, and, and find it uh, to be resourceful for you and your church community too as well um, during this season. Today I want to start, um, you know, um, uh, talk about another message that I have in my mind. Um, last week we started, are you with me everybody? You all okay? Are you ready for the word? Shout an amen if you are ready. 
Shout an amen. Shout an amen. Shout an amen. Come on. Shout an amen if you're ready, right? Okay. So, um, in last week we started a brand new series called The Essentials, right? The Essentials were mainly about during this ongoing lockdown situation, there are many things that you think you, you know that are essentials in your private life, in your family life, and you, for yourself. So, you try to get hold of them during this ongoing lockdown. And today I want to talk to you about this is week two, and I'm so excited. Today is week two, and I'm so excited. I want to talk to you about family. I want to talk to you about family. Today's message title is family. How many of you know that you are part of a blessed family? I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about your own houses. Come on, look to your wife and say, I love you, babe. Come on, somebody. You know, um, maybe you are in a house setting and uh, in an Indian church setting, not a lot of people would say, I love you, my dear wife, in a public setting. And I don't know what you would share that in your private, in your houses to one, un- one auntie was, you know, saying, you know, my husband never says I love you at all. But one day he woke up and he said, after he heard, they heard my message. It's like, he woke up, he made breakfast for me, and he said, I love you, babe. And that's the first time he has done in 20 years. I'm like, wow, people are changing. So today I'm just going to ask you, you know what, you know, let look at your family members in your house. Look at your family members in your house and tell them how blessed you are to have them in your life. Let them know. Let them know. You might be your children that you're sitting across the, the table or in your sofa, wherever you are in the house. Uh, uh, mom, just look at your children. Look at your husband. Husbands, look at your wife. And, and, and if you have in-laws, if you have parents in your house, just look at them and let them know, I am blessed to have you in our family. I am part of the wonderful family. Come on, church. Come on. I mean, let, let us know. Let us know. Let us know if you're doing that. Can, can, can you, you can also, at this moment, take some pictures and throw it on our comments to let us know that you are with your family and you appreciate them being part of your life, in your life. Come on, church. It's a beautiful thing to have families around me. For me, my immediate family, Anisha and Josiah, are the only ones that is in Dallas. Everybody else is miles and miles and oceans away. I am thankful that I have them in my life and they reach out to me day and night. Every day we have conversations so that this family thing is essential and it becomes meaningful in our life. You know, the family that God has instituted, God has brought us all together. I am thankful for our church family that they they, uh, they, they call us like, you know, uh, they, they were our own brothers and sisters. I'm thankful for people always around us all the time. And at this time, you might be, there might be somebody who is watching and you might be like, Pastor Justin, I know you're talking about family. I know you're talking about, you know, having church families. You know, I am alone. I am lonely. I don't have anybody. Can I tell you, there is nobody in this entire world who is lonely. It is the state of your own actions, the state of your own mind that you have, you have kept yourself away from everybody else. Do not do life alone. Do not do life alone. Do not do life alone. You are meant to be part of a family. And today I want to let you know, you know, in a, in, in, in a theological sense of it, you and me, we are all part of God's family. One big family. I'm celebrating the Sunday service here, and I know there are many other churches in Dallas Metroplex that is celebrating the good news of God Almighty. Can I tell you, we are all brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We are all brothers and sisters, sons and heirs in our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for this wonderful morning as we look into and, and from, the, from, the, from the conversation, the collections that we have from the topic of essentials today, I want to talk to you about family. Church, I want to let you know, you are part of a 
blessed family. You're part of a blessed family. Many years ago, a young friend of mine, he told me, I wish I was born in that family. They are wealthy. They are well-to-do. They have all the resources. You know, the, the, you know whenever their son cries for anything, dad just pulls out his wallet, gives him money, gives him whatever he asks for. My dad doesn't give me anything. This is, this is what somebody was talking to me. I, 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 you know, I just wanted, I wish that I was part of that family. Can I tell you, every family that God has given in our life, every family that God has provided in our life, this is how it goes. You don't choose your family. They are God's gift to you as you are to them. Listen to this. You don't choose your family. They are God's gift to you as you are to them. Each of us, we have not chose our family. We have not made this decision. But you know what? God has provided them in your life. You are blessed to be part of, you know, your dad, your mom. They may not have all the resources, but they have given you the living word of Jesus Christ. This is the source, the greatest thing. Even if your parents have not given you anything that your friend or your sister or anybody else might have. But I I just want to let you guys know. I just want to let you guys know that your parents, our parents have given us a living hope, the source of life through the word of Jesus. I'm thankful for parents. I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for parents around. I'm thankful for young parents. You know, understand this. You may not provide everything to our children. You may not provide everything to our children, but we can provide the living word, the hope of glory, the non-perishing one in their life. And this will surely bring many blessings in their life. Can I tell you something? My, my, I, I, you know, we don't come from a very influential family. My dad was an army, was in the, uh, in the army and, 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 and when he retired and came back, he had no salary for the next one year. But one thing my God, dad told me was, Monet, I know one thing, as long as I hold this Bible in my hand, our God will provide for us. Can I tell you, all the blessings that I see in my life and all the blessings God is going to pour into our life, it's just because my dad made sure that no matter what, he won't compromise to the calling of God Almighty and he will hold on to the living word and he instilled that faith in my life. I'm thankful for our families that have instilled the faith, the living faith in our life. And I'm blessed to call you guys that, that each one of us during trials, during times and situations, when you see there is no hope at all, the living word of God that is provided in our life, in our life, the prayers of our parents, the prayers of our mothers, you know, I'm thankful for them. Thankful for them. How many of you young guys would know that your parents are actually praying for you? How many of you are here who would say that, you know, I was talking to another young girl recently, they said, Pastor Justin, my mom fasts and prays for me every Friday. And she's been doing this for 27 years. From the day I was born, my mom fasts and prays for me. I am thankful. My parents, they fast and pray for our children, our family. I'm thankful for parents who have that commitment. So today, my message is, you know, to the young families looking at me, watching me right now. You know, make some bold decisions in your life, your family is very essential because God has brought them together in your life. Listen to this. The concept of family is extremely important in the Bible, both in physical sense and in a theological sense. Listen to this very carefully. I don't want to miss any word there. So I'm going to read it out to you what I have made it. I've written it out. The concept of family is extremely important in the family, both in a physical sense and in a theological sense. The concept of family was introduced in the very beginning, as we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the sea 
and the birds of the air, over every living creature that moves on the ground. God's plan for creation was for men and women to marry and have children. Listen to this. God's plan for creation was for men and women to marry and have children. Not the other way, Ryan. Okay? A man and a woman would form one flesh in their union through marriage. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. And they with their children become a family. The essential building block of human society. Essential building block of human society. One individual, a man, comes together in agreement with a woman. With a union, they're flushed together. The union and agreement and covenant together. They become part of a great family. And through them, they offspring, their children and their children, children. You know, subdue the air and rule over the face and everything that God has created. That has been the principle of the Bible. And so today I want to ask you guys, if there is anybody who says, you know what, I think I want to be a single. Maybe God is blessing you to be just a single. But can I tell you, in the blessings of God Almighty, He wants people to have family and relationships and fill the earth and subdue the earth. That is part of the creation process that we have. How many of you are blessed to be part or blessed to have an amazing family? If this is the question that I'm going to keep continuing asking you, it's simply because I want you to know back of your mind every time somebody wakes you up in your dreams, you know, I want you to know and answer this, that I am part of a blessed family. I'm thankful for my mom and dad, my children. I'm thankful for my opportunities. I'm thankful for people around me all the time. And sometimes I don't have to make sense at all to them. Or whatever they say doesn't have to make sense. But at the same time, I'm thankful for that parent who is always watching for me. How many of you guys here would go out with your friends on, you know, uh, for a night and your parents don't sleep at all? I was two years ago, and I'm married, I have a son, I was in Bangalore, India, I was out with my friends, and it was almost 12.30 at night, and my mom is constantly calling me, and I'm like, mom, I am married, I am married, what do you understand, why don't you understand, I'm married, why do you call me, I'm married, I'm with my friends, but that's the heart of a mother. And she did not sleep until I came back home by around 2.30 or 3 o'clock that night. I was with my friends having fun, meeting with them after so many years. But in the long time, when I came back home, my mother was waking up for me. She was awake for me, and she was just waiting for me. And that's the story of many individuals here. Can I tell you, be thankful for a mother, for a father who is waiting for you. Be thankful for a brother or sister that is eagerly longing to have a fellowship with you. Sometimes when we have all of these around us, you don't understand the meaning of it. Having family is a blessing around you. Not a lot of them are privileged to have a godly family. Are you with me? Five years ago, when my dad first came to the United States, he was staying, you know, he was with us in Springfield, Missouri, almost six years ago. And while he was there with me, one of my friends from the place that I was working at, he called me and he said, you know what, Justin, when I see your family, when I see your parents, when I see your wife, when I see your son, when I see you all coming together and serving the Lord, I am jealous because I don't have that. Can I tell you, there are a lot of people around who don't have a family. They don't have a spiritual family. They don't have a biological family. Can I tell you, it's our duty that we embrace them as well. And do not let them be all alone in this journey. Essentials. Family is very, very important. It's very important. The older you get, the more you realize that it isn't about the material things or pride or ego. It's about our hearts 
and who they beat for. The older you get, the more you realize. Three years ago, I was working at um, Baylor Hospital as a chaplain, and I was, while I was working there, um, I met with a lot of elderly parents who have been very successful in their life. I'm talking to you people from our community in, in, in DFW, and they were very successful. I met with some pastors who were very successful in the ministry, pastors of different big congregations. And I was, while I was talking to them, I was just learning from their perspective, and they told me, Pastor, they called me Pastor because after our conversation, and some of them called me Chaplain. Chaplain, just want to let you know, you know, the older you get, this is, I, I remember this word to the older you get, the more you realize that it is a, isn't a about the material things. It isn't about the materialistic thing that is around us, but it is about it is about our hearts and who they beat for. Some of these older pastors and leaders and, and, and business people, the older folks that I was meeting with while I was counseling, while I was doing my chaplain rounds, you know, they told me, I wish my son was with me. I wish my daughter was with me. I wish there was family who came to check on me. Can I tell you, if you have somebody around you right now, it is the greatest blessing God has given to your life. During this ongoing pandemic, I see and hear about news where people are having burial service without their family members around them. And during this essential series, I want to let you know that understand God has given you some amazing family members around you. Be thankful for them. Be thankful for your wife. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? Listen to this. Be thankful for the family that God has given to us. Not a lot of people are blessed with it. And do not take them any lightly. They are building blocks of community that God has placed in your life. One individual, a single person who accepts Christ as their personal Savior, comes in the union and agreement to marriage. Two becomes one and God institutes. God breathes over them and God says, you know what? Multiply, multiply, multiply. Pastor, we have been married for five years, six years, seven years. We don't have our own children. I am praying in Jesus' name for biological children in your life. I am praying that the blessing of Genesis, the blessing of God Almighty will be seen in your life during this season. But at the same time, if there are families that I know who don't have their own children, you know what they do? They adopt children. They nurture for children who don't have parents. And that is very biblical. That if you don't have in your own biological children, we pray for you guys. We pray for you. But maybe God has a different plan in those seasons. You can adopt somebody. You can foster care someone. I'm, I'm requesting our church, our Indian church, or the church worldwide listening to me that as a Christian, a family is essential and you are very important. Your role is very important in our generation today because there are a lot of children who don't have a father figure in their life. Recent studies were quoting, and this is how it goes, you know, um, a lot of children who are found incarcerated at a young age in, in the jails are simply because they don't have father figures in their life. Many of them. Many of them. I want to ask you guys. There might be people that you come across in your, in your social backgrounds, in your, in your community, wherever it is. Embrace somebody. Take care of them. Let's become one good golden family for God Almighty. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13 to 14 is what I want to talk to you about for some time. Therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall 
at the openings i set people according to their families with their swords and their spears and their bows i said to the nobles leaders and people do not be afraid of them remember the lord is great and awesome fight for your brother fight for your sons fight for your daughters your wives and your houses whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there verse 20 our god will fight for us listen to this very carefully i'm talking to a church generation here and i want you to understand the book of nehemiah talks loud and clear and echoes in our generation today therefore i position men behind the lower parts of the wall of the openings where are these openings these are openings from where the possibility of enemy can intrude these are openings from there the enemies can come and subdue these are openings from there family life can be destroyed these are openings from there the enemy will creep in look into your own family life are there openings where enemy is trying to get involved and get inside those thoughts that you have allowed so far you've been entertaining those social media uh, uh, you know post so long that you are allowing the enemy to get inside your family be careful in the portal of life what you allow to come into your life Be careful what you allow your mind to keep thinking about. Be careful in those areas. Don't entertain anything that can destroy your family. Fathers, listen to me. Don't entertain anything that can destroy the family life of yours. Now it's a time when there's a lot of um you know quiet time I guess. but it's a high time for Netflix and all the social media shows that goes on nothing wrong in watching them but be careful in what you watch nothing wrong in watching these episodes but be careful in what you watch them because in the portal of life in the portal of life if there are things that get into your head it can destroy your life If there are things or movies or scenes or advertisements that get into your life and it has the ability to ruin your physical your your emotional state as a family person get rid of that and if you are a single watching me now is the time to cultivate a habit of longing for the presence of God during this time and age and i know that we are bored there's nothing to do my son is a dad i am bored i have nothing to do can i watch my ipad can i watch this can i watch that yes you can but you know anisha is more strict than me she makes sure that every day more than she he runs behind you know watching his you know you know cartoons i don't know what all what all different names and they have so many cool stuff now that i didn't have when i was growing up it was only tom and jerry or it was scooby doo and stuff like that they have so many creative stuff going on now but my wife anisha makes sure and she's part of this mommy's group within our church and she makes sure that some of our young kids growing up in our in our church or you know they watch some christian episodes early in the morning so that that freshens up their mind are you with me church listen to this therefore i position men lower parts of the wall at the openings where have you positioned yourself in your family within your family 
That if your goal is to protect your household, your family, that you don't allow any weapon, any enemy to intrude and destroy, where have you positioned yourself? Where have you positioned yourself? What is your posture? Look at this, the posture of these people where they were found with their swords, they were found with their spears, they were found with their bows. Why? Because they are here to fight this battle. Listen to this. I said to the nobles, leaders, and to the people, do not be afraid of them. Who? The people who are intruding your life, the people who are coming to destroy your family. Do not be afraid of them. Listen to this. Fight. Remember, the Lord is great and awesome. After that, fight for your brother. I'm, t- I'm asking our church, how many of you are fighting for your brother and fighting against your brother? How many of you are fighting for your brother? Fighting for your brother. Are you with me, church? I see a lot of conversations about how, how family life are you know, in, 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 you know, ending up in disputes just because of property or wealth or money. Families don't talk to each other just because they didn't get their share. Hey, you need to get what you need to get. But that's not the end. Family is very important. Bible helps us to want to fight for your brother. Fight for your sister. Fight for your daughter. Fight for your son. Fight for your wife. Fight for your husband. Fight for them. And in, in the spiritual sense of today's word, you know, I will let you know that you know, our warfare is never against flesh or blood. It's against the spiritual and the dark forces of the devil. So I'm asking my church, what is your posture today? Where is your spear? Where is your sword? Where is your bow? What are you using to fight and engage in this warfare today? What is your posture when you are trying to save your family church? How many times have you fasted during this season? How many times did you read the word of God during this season? What is your spiritual life? What is the posture of your spiritual life? I am loud and clear to every single one asking this question today. What is the posture of your family? How are you fighting for your family? Make some bold decisions in Jesus' name, I declare. When you are willing to make some bold decisions, verse 20, help us to understand, you might not have all the abilities, but our God will fight for us. And that's the blessing I have found in the Word of God, that when I stand to protect my family, I may not have all the energy and the strength and resources. But God's strength will be strengthening me in my weakness. He says, our God will fight for us. Don't worry about people. Don't worry about what is happening. Our God is going to rise. He's going to fight for us. Come on, church. I want to encourage each one of you. You might think this battle is never ending. I may not come out of this situation, but in Jesus' name I declare, our God will fight for us. Our God will fight for us. You can write it down. Highlight Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 20. Our God will fight for us. Come on, church. Our God will fight for us. There might be somebody who's watching and they might need an encouragement. You can comment below. Our God will fight for us. Right now, our God will come. Our God will fight for us. Our God will fight for us. But you know, fight for your family. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Don't let the enemy take down, take, take your family down. Don't let the world take your family down. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. 
And I just want to let you know that sometimes when, you know, I'm thankful for families, you know, uh, uh, in, in every sense, you know, sometimes our kids would tell me, you know, my, my mom calls me all the time. She messages me all the time. She keeps checking on me all the time. Can I tell you, you're blessed to have a mom who keeps checking on you. When you spend too much, your wife might ask you, why are you spending so much? Why are you making all these purchases? Why, I mean... Can I tell you, you're blessed to have a wife, you're blessed to have a partner, you're blessed to have a companion who keeps checking on you. Because if she was not around you, you would go and spend and then you will be bankrupt completely. It's good to have people around you who keep checking on you. Are you with me, church? Listen to this. God brings people, different personalities around us. It's for our good. The family that God brings into our life is for our good. But stand and fight for them. Stand and fight for their spiritual life. Come on church, during this quarantine time, after this quarantine time, when we are ready and get back into our world with the world outside, I pray the one that is in you is more powerful than the one in the world. And may I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that God's strength will enable you to radiate His glory in the world that needs the saving grace of Jesus more. I want to talk to you about an, an, a story about an old man who had a wife. An old man who had a wife, she had Alzheimer's. She didn't remember much of anything. She, she had an episode of forgetting the things. And a whole old man was taking care of this, this old lady for more than 15 years. More than 15 years, every day, he made sure, he made sure that she gets her food. He made sure that she is cleaned up. He made sure that she needs everything that she, she needs. And, 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 and he was all around. One day, a young guy came back and asked, Why are you doing so much for this lady for the last 15 years? Why don't you just move on? Why don't you just move on? He said, he said you know what, she doesn't know who you are. You know what, the old guy with all that wisdom and experience looked back at the young guy and said, she may not know who I am, but I know who she is. As long as I have breath in my nostrils, I will fight for her. Are you with me? That's, when I was reading that, that just helped me. She doesn't know who you are. Or she doesn't know who I am. But I know who she is. And sometimes when we look into the God's principle, God's body of believers, God's family, that is you and me, sometimes we walk around as if we don't know who God is. But God says, you know what? He is my son, my daughter, and I'm always for him. I'm always for him. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Listen to this. Track along with me. I hope you are. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 15. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 15 is the very central truth about Bible in the Old Testament. The central truth of the Bible is that anybody who accepts Christ as their personal Savior is finding salvation in Jesus' name. Uh, they are saved in Jesus' name. And in the book of Ruth, in the Old Testament, you see that entire figure, that Ruth who was from the land of Moab, and she comes, and she becomes part of God's family. And that is the story about every individual listening to me. You and me, we were Gentiles. We didn't know Jesus. We were out in the lavishness of the world. We were carelessly living our lives. But the moment you and me, we accepted Christ as a personal Savior, we are part of this heavenly family. We are part of God's family. That is a blessed opportunity that we have received in our life. And Ruth, the book of Ruth in the Old Testament, talks to us about it. 
The book of Ruth in the Old Testament talks to us about that. As you read, as you read, it says, But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. You might have read this story in your Sunday school, and you might be well versed with it, but I'm going to read just once, verse 16 and 17 of chapter 1 in Ruth. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. For where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. You see, the entire conversation of Ruth is a conversation about how a person who is lost in the world is coming to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. How do, you, how, do you, how do I say that? Because it says, for where you go, I will go. As a Christian, the only place that you and me go is to see it and be part of that eternal home. Where you go, I will go. I am the place of security and uh, a place of people coming together. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your people shall be my people. And in the end it says, where you die, your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. Where you are buried, I will be buried. May the Lord do to so, does the Lord do so to me more also, if anything, but death parts me from you. A beautiful portion in the Old Testament where you see a person who is a Moabite comes to the saving grace of God Almighty. And the story of Ruth and Boaz, you know, is the story of how a father embraces and there is the saving grace that follows in the New Testament. Noah was the eighth one to enter the ark. You know why? Noah was the eighth one to enter the ark. Why? Because he made sure his family entered first. Listen to this. Noah was the eighth one to enter the ark. Everybody else is saved. But in the end, Noah was the eighth man from his family to enter the ark. So he was making sure, he was making sure, he was making sure that his family is in the ark, saved. Listen to this, church. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Will you serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites? In whose land are you living? But Joshua says, but for me... And my household, we will serve the Lord. Listen to this beautiful scripture here. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you guys, and my message is out and clear to everybody out there, it might be undesirable. Like, you know, following Jesus is not that cool thing. The people might be putting you away because you are a Jesus lover. Because you have a different identity, people might be ostracizing you. Can I tell you, if others think that following Jesus or serving God is undesirable, then choose for yourself. Whom will you serve? Will you serve the God of your ancestors? Or will you serve the God of this present nation? And, and how do we make sense in this present world, this world in our day and age today? 
Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 is a word from encouragement, word of encouragement from Joshua here and has just been penned down for us to understand. Listen to this, listen to this. Oh, Lord of us, we have family members who have been standing in for Jesus for the last many years. I know family who are fourth generation, fifth generation believer. I don't want to say they are Pentecostal, I want to say they are believer. They are believers, they are Christians, children of God. Of course, there might be a lot of things that I don't agree to from our older opportunities and amachis and everything. I don't agree to a lot of things. There, there may be a lot of things that might be legalistic and hard to accept and hard to take in. But can I tell you something? They have been standing for faith for generations. My question to you as Joshua is reminding us is, but if serving the Lord seems undecidable to everybody else, but choose for yourself. This day, who you will serve, whether the God of your ancestors, will you serve the God of your father, your mother? Will you serve the God of your Apachan, your Ramachi? Will you serve the God of your ancestors? Or will you be found serving the gods and, and the idols of present generation? Where is your heart today? Family is very essential and important during this time. As families are coming together, I'm asking this question loud and clear to every household member watching me, listening to me right now. Where have you found yourself? Where have you found yourself, my friend? Whom are you serving? Anything that takes you out and away from the presence of God for too long is an idol in your life. What is that thing? What is that thing? I'm asking some of us to check our heart today. And to know whom you are serving. People who serve God have the attitude of God Almighty in their life. They are for the people. They love people. They're not just Sunday morning, two hours of praise and worship and rest of the day. They are in the world. No. They are for the people. They are always ready and willing to serve the body of Christ. Listen to this. If anybody else have anything else to do, that's okay. But as for me and my household, this is what I have decided. This is very bold declaration that Joshua is making. I don't care about you guys. I don't know about what you want to do. But at the bank of this Jordan, I stand here to declare that as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Because this is the same God who has led us to the Red Sea. This is the same God who has opened the Jordan for us. This is the same God who has defeated the armies ahead of us. And if this God is alive and we want to stay strong with with him. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. How many of you watching me would say this bold and clear, I will serve the Lord no matter what? No matter what. A lot of people forget that when they have life issues, when they have church issues. Can I tell you, fam no family is perfect. Every family has that one weird uncle, auntie, nephew, cousin. One weird person, every family, every family. Some of you are smiling and laughing and looking at your own family members. <laughs> Listen, every family has that somebody who is not right. Somebody who is little off. <laughs> but how are you? They are family. They are part of your life. God has brought them together. God has brought them together. Listen to this. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, I'm going to close with this. My worship team can come behind me. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Anyone who neglects to take care of family members, 
He has denied the Christian faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Oh my God. Who? That is powerful. You know, listen to this. You know, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Anyone, 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 anyone who neglects to take care of family members. Anyone who neglects to take care of family members. Anyone who neglects to take care of family members. Listen to this church. Anybody, anybody, anybody. Let this thought just sink in. I'm talking to you from Bible, not, not any other philosophical books. From Bible, First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Some of you have never read that scripture. You can highlight that for, for me. Please highlight, highlight that scripture. Please highlight that scripture. You know, listen, listen. Anyone who neglects to take care of their family members, he is denied Christian faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This entire story here, it talks to us about, of course, the, the, the family and the family in God's house. Each of us, we have a responsibility to take care of family around us, people around us, people around us. Come on, church. During this ongoing situation, there might be families who cannot feed for themselves. Let's come around. Let's provide. Let's take care. Let's be around them. Check on people. Can I ask you this question? It's been five, six weeks since we have not met us, each other in this building. And some of you guys who are watching from another different places. About five, six weeks that you have not seen your church believers, your families. Have you called them? Have you checked on them? How are you doing? They might be taking care of themselves with all the resources and needs that they have. But have you ever reached out to them? Today, I want to ask every member of Zion Church, your phones must be buzzing today. And I'm asking every single one of you guys to call that friend. Call that friend of yours that with whom you were sitting in church. Call them. Let them know, hey, you know what? I am blessed to have you part of my family. I'm blessed to have you part of my family. Just I want you to understand. It's a blessing to have people around us. I miss my church. I miss my families. I miss them in the building. And very soon, they will all come together. Online church will never substitute a church in the building. I am thankful for this technology. But I'm looking forward for that day when we will all come back again. But before we do that, before we do that church, before we do that, I'm going to ask each one of you, today, make a decision. Pray for your friend. Pray for your family member within our church. Might be sitting with them for too long in the same pews. But still you don't know who they are might be possible call them today call them let them know that you are valuable let them know that you are valuable let them know that you are valuable I want to take your attention to us as we close out today and everybody pays attention everybody pay attention Moses fought and delivered his family from bondage. Noah protected his family from the flood. Joseph provided for his family during the famine. 
David killed the giants preserving his brother's life. Esther's one night with the king saved an entire nation. Abraham fought to free Lot from captivity. Ruth fought to provide for her mother-in-law. Jacob fought with Laban to win his family. Jairus fought for his deadly ill daughter's healing. How are you fighting for your family? What are you fighting for your family from? I am asking this question loud and clear to every single one of you guys. How and what? What are the ways where you are fighting your family for? Take a decision in your life. Take a decision in your life. Family is very essential. Do not neglect your family members. Do not neglect your family members. We're going to sing a song and after that I'm going to come back again and pray and close. Let's we sing a song. I want everybody to surrender. You could be on your knees right now with your family. Join hands with your family fathers. You can lay hands on your, your wife, your, your children. Lay hands on their head and pray for them. Or families can join together. Join together, join together, join hands together and pray right now. Pray right now. Understand, you are the spiritual leader of your house. Pray a prayer of blessing. Let them know that they are a blessing in your life. Let them know. Come on, church. Now is the time. Everybody, everybody, get uncomfortable in your places, wherever you are sitting. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Now is not the time to do the chores. Now is not the time to make those cooking, those, make those dishes. Now is the time to get real with God Almighty. I'm calling out every family member right now. I'm asking each one of you guys, each one of you guys, come closer to your, with your family. Pray for one another. Bless them in Jesus' name. Bless them in Jesus' name. Bless them in Jesus' name. And we're going to sing another song and worship God. And you guys are praying. Just want to let you know that we have giving options online. You can do that later. But make sure that you are spending time with your family and praying for one another. Let's sing a song and give to the Lord. Celebrate the goodness and good fellowship of God Almighty in our buildings, in our rooms. May the Lord continue to bless each one of you guys. Amen.